I cannot tell if he like hates dogs or what. I mean, I think he likes them because I dogs exist, but like, come on. All right. Maybe well, we reel it back. Yeah, we'll reel it back. It in. All right, folks. Hello there. Welcome to episode two of the Fresh Faced Film Bro podcast. I'm here with my two co hosts in the flesh, um, joined by uh, Mason Parker and Jacob White. It's so lovely to have you both here. J- Jacob just got back from a trip. So um, thank you for having me and hosting me at your wonderful abode. Yeah, we just. We like it. Yeah, we're getting settled in. So um, this is the first pod that we have had a chance to do together. And uh, it is the second episode of a sort of double feature, the Barbenheimer. Um, we're we're uh, riding on the coattails of, of the, the Barbenheimer hype. Uh, three weeks late, as, as we mentioned in the, the first episode. But um, we're here to give our thoughts, regardless of whether we're on time or not. Did you all watch the movie on the same day? No. Oh, no. Okay. Mason just... watched it on re- release night, I think, right? The Friday, yeah, the Friday night. Right, yeah, I was. I couldn't remember if y'all did or not. I, yeah. I, I guess I'm the only one here that did the. I did the double feature, and I'm very glad I picked Barbie first. It's a, it's a good way to start the day, I guess you could say. It is um, it's definitely a lighter note. It's yeah. It's lighter note, and it's sort. Of, Barbie's interesting to talk about because there's so much going on. Like I don't know if you guys have watched Gravity Falls, but. There's an episode where Mabel um, eats too much fun dip and starts hallucinating, and that entire scene felt like the entirety of Barbie. <laughs> it's very very overstimulating, but in a good way. I really loved Barbie a lot. Yeah, and I mean... A lot of people had their expectations taken aback, because I think most people didn't know who Greta Gerwig was, but having seen her two other movies, I sort of knew something was going to get flipped on its head, and... I love where it went. You were correct. Yeah. Yeah, I think people were expecting like, a, like a kids movie. Wasn't really that. Yeah. No kids in my theater, so I seem to reach its target audience well. Huh. Yeah. No kids. No kids. Really. That's interesting. Yeah. I, you know, there were a good amount of kids in my showing, but it was mostly middle-aged women. Mm-hmm. Y'all wear pink. Um, I wore pink shorts because I don't own a pink shirt, yeah. but yes. I'm, I'm a big pink shirt guy, so I was, yeah. I was locked and loaded. I saw the post. Those are, those I are d- sick. I didn't have any pink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was locked and loaded for the day. But anyway. <laughs> so where do you want to start? Good question. Narrative, technical, or just do you want to ramble a bit? I, I think we should start with Gerwig. Okay, cool. We can In start with career, Gerwig. You know, I mean... Obviously, she like burst out on the scene with her like directing career, at least with Lady Bird mm-hmm. in 2017, and that's just like a indie classic at this point, you know. I, yeah, everyone loves it. And then she did Little Women in 2019, which is like one of my favorite movies, and I think it's still her best. Uh, die, I've heard that Die Hard Little Women fans are, are polarized on it, and the the like the yeah. the OG fans are just won't accept it because it wasn't true enough to either the original book or the original movie yeah because she changes things a little bit huh interesting i'm yeah i never read the book so i wouldn't know but yeah i wouldn't really know either but i thought it was lovely and i think i agree with mason i mean i think little women still her best but 
three very different movies for one, and yeah. each movie gets bigger in scale and scope. And I don't even know if she can like go beyond Barbie because it's so big. She'll probably scale it down. If I had to guess, after doing something uh, this big, like I feel like her next film. I don't, I mean I'm not her. I've heard a lot of comparisons between her and Nolan. If you really think about it, like kind of <laughs> doing. I mean, like Nolan, like yeah, go on. Insomnia, the uh-huh. following, you know, kind of indie films. Sure. And then once he did Batman Begins, okay, right. he had whatever he wanted from a financial standpoint and like critically they did well. Yeah, no, that's that a neat observation, you know. And I mean, consider, I think, considering the Barbenheimer double feature, but also, you know. I mean, I think like after Barbie, Greta's she can do whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. In my mind, I mean, I don't ever want anybody, any creative, to be pigeonholed. But like in my mind, I see her as like the indie director. So for her to transition to like fully mainstream would be, um, I guess, a surprise to me. But it wouldn't be at uh, something at all that I'm opposed to because she's so shown that she can still have the platform and the the budget that she had for Barbie and you know make it heartfelt and and substantive and it's not just like um uh a, a superhero movie by an unnamed um brand I don't know I mean yeah, yeah yeah that makes sense but also like I mean there's reports of her doing like the Narnia movies after this that could be which, cool yeah I, so I yeah. I think she's ta- she's not going back to indie. Uh, yeah, I'd be I don't, surprised if she if she would. She and might. I feel like she could scale it back down. It's like Coldplay movies, going pop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. But like you know, like she might scale it down on some movies. But once you make a movie that makes a billion dollars, yep. she's Taylor not going to want to make Lady Bird again. You know yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, I. You know what's interesting is like all of her movies are different, but they. Ha- there's still there's a line of similarity in like the dialogue. Yeah, and sure. There, Barbie's despite how different it is compared to our movie, still felt Gerwig and humor and delivery and what the movie was saying and yeah. So yeah, it had a lot of personality, and I think the this was this was my first full Greta Gerwig movie, and and the first. 25 minute sequence of like Barbie land being exactly what you expected it sort of caught me off guard and I wasn't really sure how she would um sort of uh I guess slowly reveal the twist in that like Barbie becomes self-conscious and she starts having like thoughts of death and stuff and um because I just realized that, you know, having a perfect Barbie world for an hour and 50 minutes is not sustainable, right? You can't make a, a feature-length film. Well, Greta Gerwig would not make that, a feature-length I mean, film about that, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what the movie's about, is like, yeah. that's not sustainable. It's not, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the entire point. And so, you know, when that started to happen, I was like, okay. And, you know, immediately I, w- I was a huge fan of the direction that she took. And I thought that the way that she approached the film w- with the IP that, you know, Barbie is and, and how big it is and how much of a reach it has, it was super neat. Yeah, for sure. I think the first 30 minutes are, like, my favorite part of the movie. I, I don't know if that's, like, a hot take, but... 
my favorite sequence is when they I, I think I like the beginning the most too but my favorite sequence is when they get to the real world and that's really? that's when uh, that's when Ryan Gosling starts to steal the show as kid yeah okay, I, I have some thoughts on that yeah because yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like once you said that I was like uh but then yeah that is probably Ryan Gosling's like best part in the real world but also like I feel like the Margot Robbie stuff like in like the Mattel like corp stuff is like I, I don't like that at all interesting yeah i feel like that's like the worst part of the movie in my eyes well i've i i couldn't help but like the only thing that's been on my mind since i finished barbie was like how it's like a car not a carbon copy but it's pretty close to the lego movie and having will ferrell play the same exact character as he plays on the nose yeah it's it's pretty on the nose and and speaking of on the nose um i i think also uh the way that some of the commentaries approached um is is pretty forward now i understand that um Gerwig is trying to reach a younger audience she's trying to appeal to a broad range of ages and so for you know younger younger girls um they're probably not going to be able to read into you know analogies and metaphors as well as someone who's been through school or is a little bit more well-read so yeah that's definitely merited, but as someone who was watching it, it felt a little bit, I don't know, not soapboxy. I don't want, it wasn't a bad thing. It was just, it took me out of the film a little bit, but she was doing what she set out to do. And, and so I think, you know, that's completely within her right. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like the issue with that was, um, you know, the movie's almost two hours, but I feel like something could have been restructured maybe because I really don't have any complaints about the movie because mm -hmm. it really was just super it's so hol fun. hilarious, it's so fun, fun yeah. and thought provoking and really just really colorful and exciting. I think my thing was in a way was that it need, it should have slowed down at some point and the movie never really did. And I feel like if, something had been restructured in the screenplay or maybe they just added like an, I feel like an extra 15 minutes to the movie may have been needed because it just felt, yeah, I agree. there was way too much going on. I, you know, there's the term like scope creep mm -hmm. and it's mainly used for video games where like you keep adding and adding and adding stuff to the point where it's like overwhelming. And mm -hmm. when you release the product, it's just all bloated. Over, yeah. It's bloated and all mm -hmm. over the place. Again, that's more for video games, but that can apply to movies too. And like, I feel like Barbie sort of suffers from that just a little bit. I feel like should have used some bit more, bit more focus, or just an extra fifteen minutes to slow down and like go one beat at a time instead of just flying at the speed of sound. I think we get a little bit of respite in the scene where she meets um, the the like the the. Creator, the creator of, yeah. of Barbie. That was great. Yeah, especially I love really the <laughs> I love the joke about how the creator of Barbie, is something about tax evasion. Yeah. It's it's been like yeah. a month since I've seen yeah. the movie, but that no, that, 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 was, really <laughs> that was great. Yeah. <laughs> That's where Gerwig shines. Is like she can have those really, um, you know, heartfelt and sweet moments, and then like that she can just yeah crack a joke that lands. You know. She, oh, I mean, her writing is funny. Her, no, she's she is hilarious. I don't know how she does it, but in all of her movies, the dialogue is just very 
very it's, it's very yeah. down to earth mm-hmm. and so like snappy too. Yeah, it's it, quick. It's incredible. It's so much fun to watch. And I feel we're, like, you know, that's sort of how Noah Baumbach writes too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say so, we should give him some credit. So too. Noah Baumbach is also the other writer for this movie. There's some of that in like Francis Ha. Yeah, I think. <laughs> and Marriage Story. Noah Baumbach is pretty interesting. Not to derail too much, but you can you can sort of see some of his trademarks too. Um, it's the same sort of writing appears in the movies he worked with Wes Anderson on, so Subaquatic and Fantastic Mr. Fox and. Yeah, but he, yeah, as as a director, he's very different from Greta Gerwig. But as a writer, you can tell that they have a very similar sense of humor and in the way they approach things too. I'd mm-hmm. be very interested to see like who wrote what, because yeah, like too. they're married, yeah, and they wrote it together. So, and there's a lot of there's a lot of jokes at like the male expense, and there's some jokes at like the female expense. Like it's kind of going both ways. So, yeah, I'd be interested to see like. Who wrote what? You can tell they had fun. And I think yesterday, actually, before recording this, they released, like, behind-the-scenes footage of I'm Just Ken during the musical number in the third act of the movie. And it's, like, Ryan Gosling's first time performing it. And Greta Gerwig, like, like jumps in joy and is, like, having to cover her mouth <laughs> from laughing so hard. So you can tell that everyone involved had a fun time. You were talking about how you didn't like the Mattel chase scene. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of that either. It felt it felt um pretty awkward in the movie. Uh, clearly, you need to segue to get back to Barbie Land because it was a blatant ad. Like it was a, it was a Chevy promotion. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like for the most part. And I, also, like Will Ferrell, he doesn't need to be there. He's eh, he's whatever. And I felt like he wasn't yeah. that funny. And no. also, like his arc was horrible. Like they <laughs> they 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 forgot back, about him for like yeah, forty minutes. Yeah, they go back into yeah. Barbie Land uh, for no reason. Yeah, they they at all. They just, other than like two jokes. Yeah, which is like. I don't know. This is just my. Sorry, oh, go, you ahead. go ahead. Okay, I was just gonna say like my big thing. I have a complaint. My one complaint about the movie, other than like maybe needing to slow down a little bit, was the actors for the daughter and the mom, mm. who's the owner of the Barbie. Neither of them were too compelling in my book, and they that. Lost scenes of them. Something something fell off. It just wasn't as good. I thought I the mom sold it. I, I was gonna say I thought America Ferrera. That's the yeah, mom. I thought she was, I thought really, she good. was really good. Mm-hmm. And I feel like her monologue's good. The daughter. Yeah, no, the mom's monologue was really good. The, I think it was I more. My problems are more with the daughter. And I, I mean, like it's hard to. Okay. You know. I think the daughter did a good job. I think it's the writing, like the the, the whole like roast Margot Robbie scene, like roast <laughs> yeah. Barbie. That At was the like lunch table. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I had a hard time. I'm like the the points that she made were good, but like it was just again, like I said, so on the nose that I was like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it was like too so, much. I mean, like you could you could only do so much as an actor delivering those lines. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Also, I feel like they got pushed to the side just a little bit. Not nearly as much as Will Ferrell, but I feel like that definitely go- the daughter. I feel like that goes back to like the need to slow some things down because like things get picked up and dropped very fast. Yeah. 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 But really, it's really only for those two things. I don't. I don't know if this is just me, but Jacob, you said that the real world sequence is your favorite part of the film. Well, the beginning, like when they, the moment they get there, and okay, yeah. The 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 scene I'm talking about is when Ken goes. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah. Go, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna go this way. Yeah. That is when the movie <laughs> took off. Yeah. And I 
was in tears for the rest of the movie from I, laughter. I think I just struggled with some of it because it felt so aesthetically diff- different than Barbie Land. And that's the entire point, but I'm not, I'm not talking specifically about like the difference the differences between a fictional world where you know Barbie is the the epicenter and everybody's Barbie and they're all you know career women and they're all super successful and then there's the real world I'm talking about like the directional aesthetics and like the production value of the real world it felt really plasticky and it felt like ironically plasticky and Hmm. just really flat and maybe maybe that's the point because they're trying to I think that's definitely the point with like the Mattel well, sequence it, I don't maybe. it was it was more it just it felt lifeless like maybe it was the extras or I don't there yeah, was something I, about it yeah, that just didn't I, work for me I, I think it was I, in my opinion I think it was the writing I feel like the writing kind of fell off and also like I feel like it kind of lost its tone when it went to the real world yeah like and like I feel like the jokes weren't as good other than like the the Ryan Gosling part at the beginning and then like mm-hmm. like after they leave there's like the car chase and mm-hmm. stuff and it's like do we need that Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like we don't need the car chase at all. I mean, but I do think I think it was like a budget thing. Like, include this ad, you know, include this Chevy ad, and we'll we'll fund your film. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's also it's definitely like, a Warner Bros. thing to yeah. do. Uh-huh. Yeah, so. but that's also like we shouldn't be doing that. Uh, like that's coming at the expense of. It's the a art. big budget film. You know I what I mean? Yeah. yeah, but I mean. So were y'all was your favorite part like the kin battle at the end when they get back or? Okay. I didn't love the Ken battle. Oh, okay. Uh oh. <laughs> I don't know. I thought Whoa. it was I thought it was cool, but like I really enjoyed So wait, what did y'all think of Ken? Because Ken is like the big I don't know. I think I think his arc is really good. I mean he's he's made to be super silly. Um and I think Ryan Gosling did did a really good job of that. And I, I do think that the Ken battle. I mean, even right now, I can't even remember like why it happened. Was it jealousy? Is that they were trying to overtake Barbie Land? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, it was it was the Kens versus Barbies, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was. I mean, I, I'm having trouble remembering it honestly, but it was some, there was the thing about the the constant the Barbie Constitution. They were trying to change the Barbie Constitution. Right. Yeah. Right. I feel like a lot of those jokes were good. A lot of those jokes were really The good. jokes were funny, yeah. yeah. Like the singing by the campfire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like that's Yeah, the, like the whole really, Matchbox 20 uh, that, that was, was really fun. funny. That was yeah, funny. That and, was incredible. And also, I love the uh, Closer I Am to Find, the Indigo Girls song being used in the car. Yeah. That, yeah. that made me smile yeah. so that was, much. That, was good. That, that song's so incredible. I also feel like the I feel like the dance number was really nice, just from like a visual standpoint. Yeah, from a visual really cool. standpoint, yeah. a- absolutely. From a visual mm-hmm. standpoint, it's very singing in the rain. It's kind of yeah. got the Gene Kelly stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gre- Greta Gerwig was wearing many hats during this, this film. One. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think some worked better than others. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Personally, the music number it kind of felt out of left field. There's a dance number at the beginning, and they weren't really singing. The, but the they're, Lizzo just, song? they're just dancing because that's what they do. Yeah, because it's Barbie Land. But that was then the Lizzo song, right? Yes, yes, uh, yeah, that was yeah. the Lizzo song. Right. And then, um, I think, I wake up. you know, the Ken <laughs> song. It it sort of caught me off guard. That I was like, okay, they're singing now, but it's Barbie Land, so they can do whatever they want. So, you know. Yeah. 
But yeah, I but, feel like we we talked about this the other day. Like, but it, it goes from being like the monologue, like edgy, like here's what I gotta say, movie, to like. Yeah, I feel like it has da, a little da, bit singing of, in the rain, you know. I, yeah, I feel like it has a little bit of tonal problems, like definitely like towards the end. It's a lot. I mean, I and think it's also like I don't know if she wants it to be. Its greatest strength is also its greatest re- weakness. Is that it's yeah. trying to do so much, and I think it does a lot of it well. Yeah, I think we could. I think in general, I, I seem to like the movie a little bit more than y'all, but I think we can be in agreement that like, the movie, like the writing and the messages and a lot of the performances are incredible. But in mm-hmm. terms of maybe just like, and like the amount of stuff it tries to tackle and just like the like pacing and setup of the movie could have been maybe chimed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like for the most part, it's a huge success yeah. Yeah. and it's great for Gerwig's career. Yeah, yeah. I came out of the, the film just like so happy. It w- it was so much fun to watch. So yeah. I like the, the comedy is, I, I know I'm being strange. hard on it, but it, I mean, if you're, if I'm, breaking it down analytically there's there's stuff in there that i'm like yeah i, I there, there's some things that i point out but right if we're talking comprehensively if like whether it had a good time or not it was so fun yeah and it's getting people out to the movie theater exactly so, yeah like it, that's great but yeah and i mean yeah. you know the the technical side of the movie mm-hmm. was one of its biggest strengths too Perfect. yeah i mean yeah. i really love the transition from them going to Barbie land mm-hmm. to the real world and like how they like pulled away, like the physical s- set paintings Yeah, that a lot of that was, just, it was just so creative. I mean, the fact that they even used set paintings, you know? Yeah. I mean, was, it's so easy to just opt for VFX or CGI these days, but like, it's very Truman show. It was. And she, yeah. she yeah. talked about that. It's like being an yeah, inspiration. Yeah, yeah, but it was yeah. Also I, like, haven't, I hadn't thought about that. That's yeah. she actually talked with Peter Weir. That's who directed really? uh, huh. a Truman show. And like, he was giving her like pointers about how like sets would get like super hot, mm. right? And stuff. That's that's really cool. I mean, it's it's been a while since I've seen Truman Show, so like now that you bring up that comparison, they are pretty similar. They're actually, they're, yeah. they're eerily similar. Yeah. Not really like in terms of plot, but especially. I mean, if you look at Truman's arc and Barbie's arc, they're actually yeah, yeah. A bit similar. Escaping, you know? yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like a loss like, of innocence, yeah, and, and then like yeah. finding oneself exactly and, like, not yeah. conforming yeah. to. You know, society like society's like expectations of them and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and then leaving as like an individual. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. saw her talk about that before mm-hmm. I watched it, so I was like, I was kind of like trying to think of the comparisons, shout or out, similarities. Shout out Truman Show. Yep. Nice. Great That's, movie. Yeah. I want to talk about Margot Robbie's performance because she just, I mean, knocks it out of the park. She's so good. She's um, been incredible in almost everything. I've seen her in, I would say. One of the best working actors. For sure, yeah. There's so many sequences in this movie, like the bus stop sequence where she's sitting next to the older lady. What and was incredible. Yeah, and then, I mean, all the, I, I think, I've heard different things about Kate McKinnon, but I think her chemistry, like bouncing off of Kate McKinnon where she's like with the, yeah, it was with the, what's the, is it Weird Barbie or is it? Yeah, it's weird Barbie. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. The name, yeah. Chemistry yeah. with the weird Barbie is just great. I love it. Yeah. Um, just the range that she displays, and and even like showing affection towards Ken, platonically, and and you know showing compassion even for you know Ken's, I don't know, 
just stupidity. It just <laughs> it shows a lot of humanity to a character who has only ever really been associated as two dimensional and yeah it's very nuanced yeah yeah barbie barbie is never you know uh around and, and i guess hu- human character you know yeah. she's just an achiever she ju- she's an astronaut she's the president yeah. she's a chef you know but I, I feel it, like a lot of people could like write off the performance too, because yeah. she's not doing like the loud like yelly stuff. No, no, no. It, it's like pretty subtle, and it's hard to like kind of be like lifeless, because she's like a little bit lifeless at the beginning. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm glad she wasn't yelpy. That would that wouldn't have really fit. Yeah. <laughs> you're well. It's a good segue because you know you're talking about the performance and mm-hmm. like how you know she's lifeless at the beginning mm-hmm. and she's people. I guess expect her to be yelpy, but mm-hmm. of course that plays perfectly into her arc of yeah. finding herself and realizing like who she wants to be and existentialism and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And oh, I, I will say one thing that really cracked me up was the um, was the when her heels touched the ground. Um, mm-hmm. I have three yeah. sisters. I grew up around Barbies. Um, and my, my, um, my exposure to Barbie on TV was a series called Barbie life in the dream house, which by the way is fantastic. It is, it is hilarious. It is so funny. Yeah, it's so good. I think it's on, it's, it might be on Netflix and if not, it's on YouTube, but it is so funny. Um, and so moments like that reminded, reminded me of, um, that show and it was kind of cool because even the, the characters have the same name of course they do because it's the same ip but like i was like yeah. oh it's that character from barbie life in the dream house but <laughs> yeah just jokes like that were, were super witty and i mean even to someone who doesn't know the ip that well it was very true to the product and just like how like girls treat barbie too yeah yeah with uh kate mckinnon's weird barbie and how the hair was all cut because i mean my we've, sisters, we've, I feel like we've all known people growing up that you my, know. Yeah, my sisters had multiple shaded. Barbies who were missing arms and That's kinda, whose hair was cut. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That kind of goes back to the Lego Movie. Exactly. About, like, if you are, are you just supposed to make the sets, or are you supposed to like be? Yeah, because it's pretty yeah. similar in that like, the Lego Movie like understands like how we view Legos and like mm-hmm. the fan base of Legos and Barbies yeah. kind of the same way. I feel like Greta was like pretty and, in touch with the Barbie fandom. And yeah, I don't know how another similarity between <laughs> both Barbie the Barbie movie and the Lego movie is that yes, it's marketed towards kids probably in the ad campaigns. But when you sit in the theaters, it kind of feels like it's for the mom and dad respectively. Absolutely. You yeah. Know what I mean, like Barbie's for the mom and that's Lego movie. I mean, Lego movies for e- either parent that liked it, but Barbie's <laughs> definitely for the mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like that's like where you, you'll see like videos online and it's like, I don't know why I took, like, my four-year-old to this. Because this is, like, not what I thought it was yeah. going to be. And it's, like, if you know Greta Gerwig, like, yeah, that's probably not the best idea. Yeah. Because no. there's going to be a lot of, like, grown-up topics. Yeah, yeah and I guess the, the final joke of the movie. Yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. That was, that was amazing. Yeah. I actually wasn't expecting that at all. No, I wasn't was, either. Was great. Yeah. yeah. Let, oh, so. okay, I got it. Let's talk about the soundtrack. I have a few <laughs> thoughts about the soundtrack. Uh-oh. Mark Dodo Ronson 
what what was that? That's that's Uptown Funk. Uptown Funk, yeah. <laughs> oh, I I, I <laughs> thought you like Mike, Mark like do 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 Ronson. No, no, like no. you were like making fun, <laughs> like <laughs> like like just making fun. Yeah, Mark Air, like, Airhorn like, Ronson. Like, Who is this guy? <laughs> yeah, it's I, very insensitive, dude. He, wait, he so like he curated the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. he produced oh. it. Um, interesting. What's keep going? I feel like we might land in the same boat. I yeah. kind of felt like summed up. The songs are good in the vacuum, and some of them work really well, but there's a little, it's a little much by the end. I felt like maybe it was either that the soundtrack was too good not to include so many of the songs in the movie, or possibly they were leaning on the soundtrack as something to push the plot along. Yeah, it's it's a weird collection of artists. To me, the to me the move like the way I understand how scores and soundtracks mm-hmm. are made is like usually that stuff happens at the very end. And if I had a hunch, like just from my viewing experience of Barbie, it felt like the movie was done and completed. And Mark Ronson, is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Mark Ronson watched the movie and was like, "Oh, like we need to get Lizzo, we need to get Tame Apollo, we need to get Ice Spice on this because why not?" You know, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if Ger. I don't know if Gerwig was in the booth. Like, yeah, we need Tame Impala at this part. You know, I think for a lot of the sequences, you're right. I think they were shoehorned in and they didn't need to be. But some of like, for the Lizzo sequence, that couldn't have been like a, an afterthought. Right. I think that's something where it had to be pretty early on in production, or that either that was the last thing to be shot. And they decided that the Lizzo song was going to be what they danced to. Mm-hmm. Actually, hold on. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Because well, you could dance like, to anything, and so long as you yeah, sync you it up make, in time. Yeah, just BPM. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. So, yeah, yeah maybe. But maybe she you're also right. probably still. Also, I think I saw where she personally picked out Billie Eilish for like the end song. Okay, well then. So she she probably had the Billie Eilish song works really might, well. Yeah, I, she I, probably I, had some oversee on it. Or like some recommendations, but I don't. There's no way she was like, I want Sam Smith, I want Charlie XCX, <laughs> I want like you know what I mean. Like there's yeah. no way. <laughs> I don't think she knows who all those people are. Maybe, maybe she, she might, maybe but. she does. I don't know. <laughs> got a got a wide got a wide palette. <laughs> the Kid Leroy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want Kid Leroy. <laughs> yeah, part. I mean, now we're talking about it. It's it's kind of humorous how all over the place and at points obnoxious the soundtrack is but that first watch there yeah i i agree with mason or ethan that there were moments where it was like okay it's a little too much it it would be like we wouldn't have two minutes of a break before the next song's playing yeah but there is the dua lipa song i did not like I was like, "Why is this playing?" There Where, are wait, which one is which one? Is that's that? that's one of the the beach. I that's think the that's the dance tonight. Is it? Or, yeah, I, that I one's. Oh, that one. I don't even remember. That that's the point. Right. Ah, that one's all right. Okay, that one's about me. Too oh, much. that's the one that they're dancing to. Is it? Yeah, the Lizzo one is. No, the, the Lizzo one where the Lizzo one's where she wakes up. Oh, see, food. we can't even remember. We can't even. And then do a I think those. Yeah, those are fine. The one that was playing at the beach, I didn't like. Then. What was that? But, but I do think the Billie Eilish one works. Okay. Oh yeah. Like no. no oh yeah. 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 That one. That one was amazing. Yeah. That's one of the she, rare yeah. moments where it's like that. I mean, that whole, that whole that whole scene in particular, yeah. with like so good that 
Uh, so that was good. unbelievable. Uh-huh. All of her movies have a moment like that. Yeah. Are you talking about when they showed um, like no, the like videos when, or? Well, yeah, oh. when she goes to like heaven. Yeah, all of her, whatever. All of Gerwig's movies have like a moment like that where they mm-hmm. like take a step back and just like yeah, it was float, beautiful. Float back and Little, Little Women comes to mind, but that's a whole other topic. I also heard that um, <clears throat> in an interview, Greta said that the videos from the compilation, you know what I'm talking about in the in the pictures, they were sourced from people on the production of the film, which is really oh, cool. That's really so it was cool, all yeah. yeah women from. Who had worked on Barbie, which that's is so cool. Cool. Yeah, super yeah. cool. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah. I noticed that. That's, yeah. a, that's yeah, a, I know. It's a good idea. Yeah, or I didn't yeah. I didn't notice that, but I saw mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I, didn't, cool. I hadn't seen that. Yeah. Um, that's sick. This is a segue, but I was reading that there were some interesting ed- like cuts and additions made from like test screenings to what we got. Really? So hmm. originally, there was a whole fart opera in the movie that got cut. I think the people did not like it. That's and, a shame. And the, then uh, the, there was the, also like there was also no Alan Michael Sarah's character who we didn't talk about at all. <laughs> Alan the afterthought. Yeah, there was like yeah, when, even the, an afterthought now. Yeah, yeah, but there there was like no Alan in the uh, like barely any Alan in the uh, test screening. But yeah. people in the test screen loved Down so much that he got like a lot more screen time. Good for him. I mean, I I'm neutral on I, Alan. I, I like Alan. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not, yeah, positive I'm not, to neutral. I mean, he yeah, yeah which I like is fitting Alan, for his character. I think it it's is clever. I like it. I like it's, Alan. It certainly didn't bug me, but I don't think it was like yeah the best part of the movie. I don't know. Some people came out of the movie like Alan. I was like yeah uh, yeah Alan. You know <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean that's I mean, just I mean, the, that's the that's way. the that's the gist of Alan anyway. Yeah. I mean, I I like what I like the inclusion of his character. And what it means for the Kens. Yeah, the Kens and, and him not feeling the pressure of being a stereotype or feeling some sort of male archetypal role. Ar- yeah. Archetypical role. There we go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that was that was that was a huge W. But um Yeah. A lot of I, I think his just plainness was sort of a crutch for jokes. And they yeah. might have hit on it one too many times for me, but I love yeah. Michael Sarah, and he'll always yeah. be funny. So I feel like he was kind of there just to be a joke. Yeah, at, at points. Yeah, it was. Which, it was sort of like that. You know, when they just include a funny guy in the. I mean, that that's what yeah, that's Will Michael Sarah. That's what I mean. That's kind no, of Michael. Yeah, that's what Michael Sarah we'll, is. We'll put too, a funny guy in the movie. In a lot of ways, that's probably why they cast him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, it's kind definitely. of self-reflective of his career. Yeah, he has an interesting career. That's another topic. Yeah, he does. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that's Michael Sarah. It's a long podcast there. That's a long podcast. But yeah, Barbie. I, w- I will say quickly yeah. that I did like some of the Easter eggs, like, like the 2001 opening. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. And we gotta awesome. talk about that. And really also quick. like the the I feel like the Godfather joke was really funny. The and Godfather joke. I was like, yeah, I've definitely given that speech, and <laughs> like they're like just making fun of me. Oh, which like, I thought was funny. Yeah, you know? yeah I mean, no, it's at it, my expense, but it's it's hilarious. Oh, it, it was incredibly spot on. Yeah, like. It was so good. It's, that's the but it's not. It's not it like well. it's not even like mean spirited. It's just yeah. It's just you know like pointed out, and it's like you know what now you pointed out that's pretty amazing. But see, so. that's that's something where I want like, did Gerwig write that or did Bombach? That feels. That. You know what I mean? I feel like I feel like that's Gerwig, honestly. Probably yeah. Like, it almost has to be. Yeah, no way, it's not. I feel like and part of the part of the the themes of this movie is that like. It, it seems like women have, like, 
their 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 awareness of their surround. It's it's not necessarily women have a heightened sense of self awareness. Is that men have a lack of self awareness? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that's sort of like the thesis of this. Yeah, that's I a guess. good way to put it. Um, but we see that so many times, and I think yeah, that that Godfather joke is just another example of that. And there there are so many funny nods to that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Throughout the film. <laughs> yeah. That was probably my favorite joke, the Godfather one. The Godfather one was amazing. I love the. I still like the final joke. The the final joke was amazing, mm-hmm. and I love at the end where he's like, "I didn't even want to do the patriarchy once I found out it wasn't about horses." Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah. 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 <laughs> also, real. when uh, when she like asks him out on the date finally, and he goes, "Sublime." <laughs> that was really funny. She didn't even mean it though. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was, it was that, a ploy. It's funny because yeah. she didn't. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> he he looks like an idiot there because like she didn't mean it. Yeah. Well, any closing thoughts? <laughs> I loved it. You know, it was some awkward moments in terms of execution, but in terms of writing and performances and what the movie had to say and how it went about it and set design and everything else in between, it was really incredible. I I feel like I got my hopes up a little bit, mm-hmm. but I mean, Little Women's like one of my favorite movies of like uh, yeah. the um, century. I don't so. know if she's topping that, but I love all her movies. Yeah, it's no, an, I mean, another it's, another it's, big it's, dub. It's definitely good, and um, I mean, I'm interested to see how the Narnia movies come out. Yeah, if that is what she's doing, Ethan. I was just so pleased. This movie was like a Trojan horse. Like for it, everybody, because yeah. that goes back to the beginning. Like no one really knew who Greta Gerwig was, because if uh-huh. you talk to people in casual conversation about Barbie, almost everyone I've talked to, like doesn't know who Greta Gerwig is. Mm-hmm. So when you yeah. talk about the movie, they're like, it wasn't what I expected, mm-hmm. and that's why yeah. everyone has loved Barbie so yeah. much because it wasn't what they expected. It came out of left field. For yeah. Sure. yeah, I think regardless of how you know, how direct the messages that Gerwig was sending were, or, or how I felt that it was. They were extremely pertinent, and it was said in a way that was heartfelt and witty and pretty classy, too. And Oh, for sure. And it felt, even though it's 2023, it felt like it was, it was sort of... It feels timeless. It feels, it feels timeless, but it also felt almost edgy, which is kind of sad, and it you know, says a lot about our current state, but yeah, it was like, sure. whoa, it, it went there, you know what I mean? Yeah, but no, definitely. Yeah, it yeah. did. It got, it was just kind of like in your face about some yeah, issues, and which at times I didn't like, but at times like really worked. I, yeah, I think. To be I like mean, that. and that's just Gerwig being Gerwig. I think. Yeah. yeah, and it. So, Barbie is just a ton of fun, and it is so rich, and like it's just, it is layered Flowing. upon layer of of substance and overflowing with charm yeah. and personality and at wit. some times i think it gets a little caught up in, in itself but overall it is such a fun time i think the phenomenon was so big that like we'll be talking about it in like 15 years for sure i think yeah. people will be like oh yeah I it remember is when i went and saw barbie i like, think it is a national holiday for sure the I mean, barbie the barbie sequences and barbie land will age well i don't know about the real world stuff I mean, I already well, don't yeah. like some of the real world yeah, yeah. stuff. So but I think the, yeah. the Barbie Land stuff is timeless. Like, yeah, yeah you're right. That, it, yeah, that'll be it good. was just, that was In terms amazing. of just the movie and, like, the Barbenheimer day, mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be remembered. Like, oh, is, yeah, sure. That's going to be in where, history. Where it's going down in history. Happened. Yeah. Because yeah. I, you know, I had a fantastic day that day, and mm-hmm. I will remember that day for the rest of my life, honestly. It was that much fun. I feel like that could, 
I feel like that's like one of the biggest signals of like movies being back after COVID. Mm. Yeah. I feel like history books will be like, this is when you're like the film industry like bound. came back. And then and you're, there'll you're, be another section with that like documents what film kept the film industry alive during 2020, and that was of course Tenet. Oh, yeah. All I know is that they're not they're not replicating Barbenheimer because like the week after it happened, um, Paramount was like, "Oh, everyone, let's go do Saw Patrol in September," and everyone was like, "Absolutely not!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's yeah. That's that's when corporations just get like it was like when everyone like when they like when Sony re-released Morbius and still no one went to go see it. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's tough. Yeah, when, when capitalism tries to be self-aware. But, I yeah. mean, yeah, forget about Top Gun Maverick. Like, Tenet, it kept the film industry alive. The entire film industry. Yeah, yep. but more on that later. Sure. Glo- globally as well, like, not even just America. Yeah, with that being said, we're looking ahead towards future episodes. Um, Mason and I just got done seeing uh, Old Boy at uh, the Bell Court. We are Nashville residents, if you didn't know that. Um, so, yeah, we... Saw old boy last night. Um, still processing that. Um, and then we're watching Hot Fuzz with Jacob right after that because that's been on the queue for, couple, for several months now. Several months, yeah. Yeah. So um, be looking ahead towards that. Oh, and the uh, the old boy episode. Um, special guest. Maybe? Yeah, special guest. Jacob's homie. Yep. Shout out Heath. Friend of the pod. Gonna be friend of the pod. Might be, might be hopping on. So yeah, we're looking forward to it. So folks, until then, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if I didn't say this already, you can find our contact info in the show notes. And thank you so much. 